to having one of the greatest of all time already at 30 years old. How the hell do you do that shit? How do you go, tell me, how the hell do you go to being, working as a plumber, not even a plumber yet, mm. 12 hours a day? Tell us about those mm. releases to who you are today, where you're one of the most, mm. I just saw the other day, I think you were the recognized, the most fifth most recognized athlete on earth mm. at 30 years old. They must have miscounted. I'd say I'm number one in athletes, <laughs> personally. <laughs> Uh, number five's not me. I'm number one. I love uh, you know, it. it's been an, just what got me to where I am um, and where I continue to go and where I will continue to go is an insane work ethic. Yes. And it's an insane work ethic that can only be, you can only put in that amount of work if you were doing something that you are passionate about. And that's what I have engaged my entire life's work in things that I am passionate about. Yes. You cannot. You cannot fully commit to something if you are not passionate about it. So you, you must look at your surroundings, at, at the things you were involved in, and ask yourself, are you truly passionate about these things? Do you truly want to put every ounce of your being into these things? And I am blessed, truly, truly blessed by something. I am not sure what it is, but I am blessed that I was able to find my passions, my passion, the fight game, the whiskey game, the fashion game, the fitness game. Yes. These are my true passions, and I am going down these these avenues that these, these these avenues that the fight game has opened up for me. I'm going down them at 100 mile an hour with no breaks and full confidence in what lies ahead, and 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 great things are happening. Yes. So I'm very very blessed and very um very motivated still. You know, I'm like you said, I'm only 20 years of age, Tony. I'm. I, I, I have gone through times in my in my in my young career of lapses in, in motivation and seeking that energy and but you know coming into a place like this and receiving an invite from yourself a, a powerful man, you are a powerful man we are all powerful people here but you 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 use your power not to boss like like I have been thinking we should use our power to lead yes. never to boss and that's yes. what I'm trying to do with my people around to lead. And, and grow and, 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 and let's see what the next 30 years uh, yes. will bring because yes. I've no doubt it will be more amazing historical things. I'm sure. Well, where did the hell does this confidence come from? I mean, tell us about the earliest days. There had to be a time when you didn't have it. Mm. And where did it shift? Because I know you, like me, like so many people have taught, mm. you have a process of visualizing and, tr and conditioning mm. the mind and training yeah. yourself. But tell us what it was like in the early days growing up. What was your life T like? Tony, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. Where I come from, it's a, uh, like I said, it's on my whiskey prop on number 12. I come from a place, Dublin 12. It is a hard-working town, a small little, a little suburb, a... It has its good and it has plenty of bad, but I always like to focus on the good because the good shines through. But where I come from, we're not supposed to climb to these heights. We're told that. It's instilled in us. And I wanted to break that mold and, and, and pave the way, open up paths. And that's what I'm doing, and I'm happy and honored for it. And, and you know... When did it shift for you, though? Were you always like that? Or was there a stage when you started to say, I'm going to create my fucking life? I mean, when we're going yeah. to be a plumber, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, like, I heard you were working 12-hour days, yeah. like driving two yeah. hours one way. Yeah, 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 you know. Tell us, tell us about those humble yes. beginnings that give us, yeah. everybody knows what you're like today. And then how'd you make that transition, brother? <sighs> you know, like driving on them t towards them building sites. And I'm, a, I'm just a young kid. I'm, I'm a four, you know, a first-year apprentice plumber on a building site. They're the guy that goes to make the tea. They're the guy that goes and gets the, 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 the copper pipes from the storehouse yeah. and carries it up. It's the, it's the, it's the hard work that, that's not respected and not, not admired or not, you know. So I was on them building sites cold and damp. And I was like looking around at the fully, fully qualified people on the site and their postures. 
not right in there. You know, it, that, that was not me. You know, I knew I could do something better. I knew I had something in me. I just wasn't sure even what it was. I, I, obviously, I was training for the fight game, but no one in Ireland had made it in the fight game. The fight game, an Irish man in the UFC was literally, and I mean literally laughed at. We were laughed at. I was laughed at when I, really? when I said we were going to get to the UFC. My, myself and my team were going to get to the UFC. Never mind get a win. Never mind even get a win in the UFC. Then win a belt. Then win the second belt. You know, it's I've continually two climbed. Two classes. Only guy but I've, you, I've just used all that, that fuel that I'm not supposed to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to outwork everyone that says I cannot do it. And that's what I did. And that's how I rose up. And long may it continue. Your for- yes, may it. Let's give him a hand for that. I hope thank, that you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. What is your formula for creating? Like, how do you create this shit? How did you do it? Because you were telling people, this was, we, we showed a little video of you when you were just a young mm. kid. This, this is what I'm going to do. Here's what yeah. I'm going to be. You know, I, yeah, a, 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 young, a young boy, my older sister, my oldest sister. You know, my family is a, is a great family. My, I, I have a loving family, my mother, my father, my two sisters. But my lineage, the McGregor lineage, we are bled on the battlefield. We, you can trace my lineage back to the highlands where we fought wow. invaders off of our land with... With our, with our family sword, the Claymore. I saw the sword in your office just earlier, and I was wondering where that sword was from. I have my family sword. It's a Claymore. It's wrapped in, wow. it's wrapped in sheepskin, and I have it hanging on the banisters of my stairs just to remind me of where I come from and, and, and who I am. We are warriors. We are fighters. So my, my sister, when I was a young kid at around 15 years of age, unsure where I was going, came to me with, with a book, The Secret, and a, preaching the law of attraction. Yeah. And I was like, stop, get away from me. You're, I'm only a young kid. I didn't care about that. I wanted to just go out and play. You know what I, mean? yeah. I wasn't interested. I was almost laughing at it. But then I, she kept on me with it, and I eventually watched uh, a movie on it uh, and read some books on it. And then it started to resonate with me, like to, to keep positive and have belief in where you're going. And, and, and you're able to, you can almost visually create your entire world. No, not almost. You actually can. Yes. You can. And then I was like, I'm going to do that, and I will do that. And then that's when I began to practice it. I practice it. I used to drive. We used to drive. Um, my girlfriend. We used to drive to a food place in like a shopping mall in Ireland, and it was a very busy shopping mall. And I'd all like I would practice like little parts of it. Like when when we were driving into the shopping mall. The car park, I would always visualize that the car park space right at the front door would be empty for me, waiting for us to pull up. And sometimes I'd get it and sometimes I wouldn't get it. You know, but when I when I got it, I'd celebrate it like I just won my double world title. You know, and I kept building on that and 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 I got better at it. And and it became I became so damn good at it that I was able to go into bouts against undefeated fighters for non not defeated for over 10 years, or you know, people with insane fighting legs. Legacies, and I was able to go in front of the world and tell the world, I'm going to knock this man out with this exact shot at this exact time, and I done it back to back to back. And and so you'd visualize it, you'd I visualize see it, you'd feel it, it, you tell everybody, I tell everyone. I think that's a very important yeah, thing. Yeah. It's easy for us to keep it all in, but you're not. You're, that's, not, you're not on the line then. All in is a term I like to use in my ventures. All in. We've got to be all in our, on our ventures. Yeah. I've got, I, am, I am all in on my whiskey. I'm all in on, on my clothing, my fitness, my fitness regime, the McGregor Fast program. I am all in on the fight game. I'm, I just want my worth. You know, we're in. Yeah. There's a lot of politics in the game. The fight game is full of sharks, but I'm the fucking whale. So I want what's mine, and that's what I'm going to get what I, what I deserve. 
you said you originally wanted to be in soccer, I heard. But even then you visualized, I understand. Well, well again, yes. See, I was visualizing before I even knew about it. Obviously, soccer is huge in, in, in Ireland and the UK. Yeah. And it was my first love, most certainly. I used to sneak out of the house late at night. And there used to be a little grass patch by my home. And I would play, I'd take the football out and play on the grass patch on my own. And I would kick the ball against the wall. And when I kicked the ball against the wall, I would imagine it was a, a goal. The goal yeah. net. Yeah. And I scored a goal and I would run off. And I would visualize a screaming arena cheering me on. And they were my first visions of, of selling out arenas and, and you know, and de- yes. doing these type of things. Although, although it didn't end up in the football game, I ended up in a similar one. So it, it, it all worked out. In it. Yes. And it was all true visual, visualization. So um, I was just what? a young kid with a dream. You know what I mean? I know my, and sometimes people, my dreams people, change and yeah, change, yeah. but it was still a kid with a dream and a belief in himself. And... For many times I was laughed at and not believed in, but you know what? Nothing external can 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 defeat the internal. The only yes. thing that can take someone down or break you down is internal. Yes. Nothing external is strong enough. It's just about making sure your internal dialogue and your internal belief in yourself is strong enough that it can withstand the external. Yes. The external is there. Yes. You've got to accept it. You've got to embrace it. You've got to understand it and be aware of it. But don't let it seep into, yeah. into your internal dialogue. Yeah. And And I am, as a 30-year-old man... I am. I don't know it all. I am only. I'm up and down and growing with this. I'm trying to continue to learn. It's a daily, daily occurrence. Not to let that external infiltrate infiltrate my internal. And that's what I'm trying to do right now because I have let it infiltrate it at times. How do you, you know, do that? How do you keep it out? What do you do? I think you know it's a daily thing for me. I like a, a constant do you internal. A, do you have a set of rituals at all? You know, I'm figuring out my rituals. Only recently, only yesterday, I was like, uh, every time I wake now, I put on a song. I start every day with a dance. That's awesome. And and feel myself. Who am I? I know who I am. I am an Irish animal, a proper Irish animal. (laughs) My career is a career of never been done before. No Irish man has done what I have done. I opened up pathways for my people. We came steaming through the door, thanks thanks to my belief and my hard work. So that's... Yeah, people said you couldn't you couldn't master the game with your own people in Ireland. You had to come to America, but you took your own team. You've been loyal to your team. You know what I do? I brought the, I brought the game to Ireland. I <laughs> said I would drag the promotion back. I put my people on. I put my nation on the map. Although we are known as the Fighting Irish, in boxing in boxing terms, we have a rich hi- history in boxing, but not in mixed martial arts. True fighting, a full fight. We had zero history, zero impact. We were almost looked down upon. The UK scene had risen up. There was, some, there was many stars. Of course, the Brazilians, they, invent, they invented the sport. Valle Tudo, no holds barred fighting. Then the Americans took it, franchised it into the UFC and built it up to what it was. Yeah. So the Americans and the Brazilians dominated the sport. And, the, and then the UK was rising up. And the Irish were just the Irish. Yes. But no, I, no I knew more. different. No more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. More. That's now, awesome, now, now my nation's flag is on the UFC belt. They released a new belt because what they do is <laughs> they're a crafty bunch, the UFC, and I have so much respect <laughs> for the. I love the company. I love, yes. I love all the people involved. But anytime I dip away, they try and reignite my interest and get me back in there. <laughs> what they done was they, they, I won the two belts, the first two ever done it, the first two ever, and still the only two ever do it, yes. unified. Yes. There's been interim double champions, but that's not unified double yeah. champions. I'm yeah. the only unified. Champ, champ. The champ, champ. Exactly, <laughs> exactly the OG champ. Champ, champ, but what they done was they they got rid of those old belts and they created this new belt and they put my flag on the new belt, so they're, they're playing games with me, but I'm playing games back, so we'll see what happens. Well, Dana's a good friend; he's yeah, actually yeah, spoken yeah. for our group too. So, but no. I'm in shape. 
my body is sore from work. You know what I mean? I have my nutritionist with me. I have my doctor with me. I have my people with me. I try. I am blessed to be able to do that. You know, for so long, like in my late twen- mid to late twenties, when I started to acquire wealth and acquire money, I was fascinated with materialistic things. I would buy myself cars, watches. I know I'm speaking about that. A big diamond watch on my bezel. This was actually a gift, but. I, I, I like I, I switched off of that now. It's like I, I, I realized I was spending things on material items and not things on myself, on my being, on, on my fitness, on my health. I've switched that completely. Like I said, my nutritionist travels with me full time. My doctors, my training partners, my coaches. Yeah. I have a full team and it's all due to, it's all for health, fitness and, and peak performance. We've yes. got we've got to be in shape. I think a trait of the successful is to train early. Wake up and train early. We, you, we, you've got to be successful. Or you've got to be. You've got to be in shape. Yes. To be, you know, you've got to be in shape physically to be in, to be in shape mentally. Yes. They go hand in hand. Yes. So I'm putting a lot more time into that, and, and I realized I actually I actually realized that it first when I read it on LeBron James, he spent 1.5 million dollars a year annually on himself, physical therapists, yeah. masseuse, nutritionists, trainers, oxygen. all of that. Right, and I therapy. and you know what I and when I seen that I said. I spend zero. I wow. spend zero. I, I just, when a camp forms, when a fight forms, I'll gather a team of people. We go into the Vegas desert, lock ourselves away for 10 weeks and do insa- insanity work. If I'm training back at home during camp, I have fighters locked in a, in a hotel room waiting on call to yeah. be called and to come and fight me. Yeah. It's an insane game, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not all in again. I'll go back to that term. It's, mm-hmm. it's halfway in. Mm-hmm. And then... You can't be that way, and you certainly cannot be that way in the fight game, but in reality, you can't be that way in any game you're in. If you're in a game, make sure you're in it all the way, all in with it, and then that game will be your game, and that's, that's where I am right now. And I've only kind of taken this philosophy recently. Like I said, I've had dips, lacks sure. of motivation, dips sure. in, in, in commitment, yeah. and I'm figuring it all out, and I'm, I'm feeling good in a great place, and this meeting and this inv- invitation... and. This is just, you know, because I'm seeking inspiration. I'm always looking for inspiration, looking to learn, looking yeah. to grow. And honestly, thank you for this. And I'm grateful for this. And I look forward to continuing this chat. This you is our too, first brother. time here. Me too. You know, I love your hat. The look at the Irish. You know what I mean? It's a good hat. Fair play to you, man. But honestly, you thank it, you so. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, you are like, you're yourself completely. But if there's any athlete we could relate you to, it's probably Muhammad Ali. Yeah. What's, did he have an influence? I had the privilege of getting to know him a bit. He was just wow. unbelievable. Wow. I saw the book you have in, yes. in the little, oh, in yeah. the submarine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a place, man. <laughs> Big respect, Tony, man. Yeah. Honestly, I, I know your question, we're interviewing me, but I, I want to interview you as well. Like, your story is insane. Like, it's, Thank you, brother. It's crazy how you've risen up, and it's through that positive mind frame. Yes. It's, through that, it's the same thing. Through that conviction. It's right. Commitment passion, and conviction and passion. And, and big respect there, to you. One thing I love about you, brother, is number one, like admitting that you've been off your game at times. Like, some, yeah. some people just fucking bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So you talk with such yeah. authority yeah. that some people assume you just bullshit. Yeah. But you don't. Yeah. Tell me about. Tell me about trash talk. Tell me how yeah. you intimidated about yeah. people. And tell me about, was Ali an influence Yes, of course. Uh, Ali was one of my first heroes in combat sport. Oh, yeah. I watched documentaries on him. I read books on him. Yeah. Even before I actually, here's a funny thing, even before I actually boxed. I've been boxing wow. and fighting my whole life. But even before I engaged in combat sport, I was interested in like the wrestling side of things, which is a lot more show. Yeah. And then obviously Muhammad Ali was a different animal because he was doing it for real. Yeah. Wrestling's not really for real. Yeah. It's yeah. You know what I mean? But Muhammad Ali was doing it for real. And he was captivating the audience. He was entertaining. And he had passion and conviction. And I was just a young kid watching this. And then what got me into combat sport originally was as I grew older and began venturing outside my home and outside my estate, 
Again, like I said, Dublin 12, it's a wild L town. You've got to be able to fight. You've got to be able to defend yourself. So when I, would, when I ventured out, conflict began happening. And I wanted to be prepared for that and be able for that and confident in any what situation. Age, what age did that start happening? Man, this is, this is like early, early teens. It, like 11, 12. Did you, were you a tough kid to start with or did you become a tough kid? No, you know, I was... Like, I heard your dad say you came out with... Yeah, I came out with my fist, fist. But, Yeah, no, I was tough. I was tough, but I... I needed to. I needed to enter needed enter combat. Sp- yes, yeah. for tr- you know that's that's false toughness. The tough guy does yeah. not last in the in, in the real bullshit. game. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's false. I look yeah. at the tough guys back then. Yeah. Where are they now? Yeah. They're not tough no more. Yeah. They ain't tough in their mother's box room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I was not necessarily a tough grown up, but I was I was a hard worker, and I was and I was you know what? I was smart. That's what I was. That's mm. what I was. And wits beat toughness any day of the week That's and awesome. twice on Sunday so I, I I knew what I needed to do I needed to learn combat sport I needed to learn martial arts gain confidence in in surroundings and then rise up and that's what I done and it, and your your psychological warfare <laughs> you know where you torture these motherfuckers <laughs> tell me about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, did, yeah. did that evolve was that was that a marketing mm. piece for you too or was it or does it really feel like you penetrate their mind and fuck with them what, what is your mindset about no, you know talking? I simply you know uh, coming up I look at it's not trash talk to me, although it has, in a way, become that. Um, what is it really for you? I look at the opponent. I look, you know, you know, know yourself to know others. That's a Bruce Lee quote. If you truly know yourself, you can know others. That's so right. I know what way I feel. I know what way that man feels. I know what I can say to push his buttons. I know, I know what he's thinking. I know what he's afraid of. I know his worries, and I... And I um, put them in, in, under the spotlight. I put them out there. Yeah. I get them thinking about it. Yes. I made a Jose Aldo, an undefeated champion. Yes. The first UFC featherweight champion. I Fe- he was 28 years of age at the time. I made him feel like he was an old man. But he was 28 <laughs> years of age. I went in, I told him what shot I was going to knock him out, and I knocked him out with that shot. So, so how much of the fight game is psychological? How much of it it's, is physical? You know, it's, it's all psychological, to be honest. You've yeah. got to be able to control your breathing and control your emotions in there. Again, like I said, sometimes I've been up and down on it. Sure, sometimes I've riled up too much to it. and I've, I, I'm only young, Tony. You know, I'm still learning, learning the game. Yeah. And I don't claim to know it all. But what I do know, I know it damn well, you know, and I'm continuing to learn and continuing to push on. And, and, and that's where I'm at now, so. Tell us some moments. When did you... Like say, holy fuck! This what I visualize has become real. Like in my own life, I know there have been certain moments, right? Give me a couple of moments of fucking just right fucking now, <laughs> <laughs> right now, Tony. <laughs> oh, my lord! Right like now, a, this, I'm out your back garden, running this big, like what's this? Like a big marquee, a big beach at the back. This is something else. Nice cream carpet on the floor. I'm in a nice pink August McGregor. It's my own line. I know David August, my business partner, has yeah. been dressing you. Yeah. For, for, for 30 years. Uh, 25. 25. He yeah. said 30. We'll say 24. That's, that's insane. Yeah, 25 years. Myself and David. Now, fashion is a big... I enjoy good clothes. I, yeah. always, I always think to myself, where was does that, my... Was that something you had as a kid or did exactly, you develop that exactly. later on? Oh, you did. I, exactly. Again, Dublin 12. We are known... We are known to dress well. You okay. know what I mean? We might not have the best money or the best... Uh, you know, we, we can't afford a lot of things, but but we, we always would dress well and we'd always be clean. And that was, a, we were proud of that. My people were proud of that. Yeah. And I always think back to where my, where my want for money came. What, what, what made me interested in money, my original, you know, how did my love for money begin? Or, you know, or how did, what made me want to acquire that? Yes. And, it, and when I think about it, I wanted to acquire money so I could buy clean, fresh runners. Wow. Runners, sneakers. Wow. We called them runners back home. Yeah, sure. 
But that's 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 where it began. So fashion was always instilled in me, and wow. I always thought when I when I get I'm able to get up and make some money, I'm gonna splash out and buy the finest silks and the finest materials and wear them proudly. And David, I met David a couple of years ago. And, you know, the partnership has been amazing. We've linked together now. We have a lo- our own line, o- the August McGregor line. We're on our second drop now, and it's grown really nicely. Yes. This is an August McGregor line. Oh, well, I thought you, you, you know the, yourself. The and I, I was in your uh, wardrobe as well, just checking it out. We've got you covered if you want, Tony. You know that. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a funny story about David. I remember years ago, I lived in Del Mar, California. I owned the Del Mar Castles. It's castle built in places in Europe. And we had a fire, and the house right. burned down. Right. And David's been selling me this? clothing for like 10 years. And like, you know, he was always replacing it as you well yeah, know. Yeah. Right? But literally, we burned up like $400,000 of the clothing. And David wow. comes and he goes, I'm so sorry. You can't knock the hustle, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It walked out anyway. <laughs> but tell me, tell me the in the fight game, when were the moments in the fight game where you were like, holy shit, man, what I visualize is real. Like, what, there had to be a couple <clears throat> moments that were the most important to you. You know, the fight, the most important one for me, the most significant moment in my career was when I first tasted UFC gold. It was at UFC 189 in Las Vegas. I faced, I was supposed to face the current champion, Jose Aldo, but he pulled out yeah, nine days before the bout with a broken rib. Someone threw a spinning back kick on him and broke his rib. It broke his rib. It was more like a bruised rib. Two and a half weeks before my last fight, I threw a front kick at a shooting Moldovan wrestler. So a shooting wrestler is a guy yeah. who's shooting in on your legs. Yeah, yeah. And when he shot and I threw the front kick, I threw it at his belly. And my two toes, the baby toe and the toe next to it, bent back like this and stuck in that position. My doctor, who's here with me now, had to come into the cage, stretch it, and break it back into place. My foot swelled like a balloon. That was two and a half but weeks you were before still ready the last. To fight. I wanted to come. I wanted to compete, and yeah. I, I wanted to get in there. You know, one of the things I'm blessed with, I have many shots in my arsenal. I have many moves. I can box. I can kick. Yeah. I have many different weapons in my in my in my arsenal so i don't, that's a blessing and a course a blessing for the obvious i can throw many moves i can stifle an opponent of course because if i face a, a serious injury where i probably should have just settled it out and reset the match to a later date but your hunger made you go my for hunger it. and my 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 knowledge also that if if i have one shot that's my one limb that's gone i have another seven limbs you know the art of eight limbs <laughs> this year so <laughs> i can awesome. u- utilize other other uh strikes in, in, in my arsenal, yeah, so. Yeah. Tell me about uh, the last fight with Khabib, because I'm curious, were you prepared for that approach? Did, were you able to fight your fight? Tell me what you thought you know, was different about that yeah. fight. I was there, by the way. Yes. He, he literally jumped right in front of us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Literally a foot Well, in at front the end of, of the day, the I landed the final brawl of the night right on his brother's eye socket. So <laughs> yes, at the end of the day, did. although the match didn't go my way, the fight went my way. And trust me when I tell you, Tony, this war is not over. If this fight does not happen again, if it does not get reset, it's on them. They're running away. I'm here for the fight and here for the rematch. I know the errors. I know, like I said, the lapses in commitment that I've had in that bout. I know my mindset. There was a lot of eggs external things obviously the injury the the injury itself led me to ha- I had to half my work I couldn't mm. road run anymore so you weren't I, as fully prepared I wasn't my weight was too high so mm. when you're cutting weight if I if I can't get my weight down because of uh, injuries or whatnot yeah. I have a, a more intense weight cut so I was severely dehydrated. I didn't sleep for 48 hours before the weight could. Wow. But these are all just nonsensical well, yeah, excuses that I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a shit. That's why I walked in there, hands down, 
ding, 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 and walked forward to him. And he went running away around the cage. Yeah. He got lucky yeah. with that overhand right, dropped me. Well, didn't really drop me. I, I landed on the hand, but I kept my vision. My vision was clear, yeah. backed away, jumped up, landed shots back. And yeah. then we engaged in a fist fight, and he tried to take, he, tried, he took me down again. After landing a, such a, a significant shot, the fight's, let's fight now. Instead, yeah. he was afraid and grabs a hold of the leg. So, but my whole approach in that camp, the injuries, the non-commitment. Were you, were you trying to... The, I, even heard, the game plan, the tactics, we were... I attack. I yes. am an attacker. Yes. And my attack defends. But in this camp, for some reason, the entire focus was defend. Defense. That's what, that's what I heard. So I was like, every round, I would be... Every round we would start in the training, I would be have my back against the fence. I would have my back on the floor. And yeah. I, would, I would always put myself in a vulnerable position vulnerable position and I became throughout as the camp went on I be just came defensive defensive but that's you, never been what I do it's like what uh, uh, <laughs> like it still it, it irritates me to this day because you know the training partners that I, I, I had I trained with heavy people 90 plus kilo like I told you that Moldovan wrestler I broke my foot is like a horse yes. he's literally like a fucking human horse yes. and then I've got another um, an, an American Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion that trains me. It was like 200 pounds. Yes. You know what I mean? The big, big, the big, big boys. But I was always on the defensive with them. And since the fight, I've gone back to train with them and, and went with my internal mm. dialogue, not the external dialogue, the dialogue of I can't grapple with this man because he's a Russian Sambo guy and he's wrestled bears since he's a kid and all this bullshit. That's external. I yeah. let the external infiltrate my internal and it filtered into the fight. But after the bout, I went back and trained with these people and attacked and I mauled them. So I'm just here waiting to continue to go and see where we can get, get with this situation with the UFC and see, can we get this fight again and let's go again. And that's, that's where my... So because you wrote the other day on Twitter, I mean, it was a couple of days ago that you were retiring. Mm -hmm. And so bottom line is you're retiring unless they give you your terms. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I you know, like fair that. is fair. And you can do that. You're enough of a brand to do it, brother. But you're also fucking strategic. Tell us how you made the deal to fight Money Mayweather. I mean, here's, you know, like you taunting his ass. How'd you pull that off? Mm. And tell me what your thinking was about mm. it to start with. Why'd you want to do it? What was your mindset? You made, what, $85 million in a, yeah, in a come fight? Yeah, well, give or take. We'll give add a little few more on that, but <laughs> give or take. Look, the competitive, the competitive aspect of it. A new sport, the greatest of all time under that rule set. Again, more external doubt. I love it. Give it to me. Give me all that doubt. Tell me I can't do something. Tell me I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cross over and make that jump into a completely new sport. Not only against some some not some random guy, the against best. the damn best. Yes. So it was just competitive my competitive nature. Of course the financial benefits and the notoriety was great. Sure. And and, and to exist. But how did you get him to do it? Because it was your idea, right? Well, we just continued to poke, poke at it, poke and at it, it just happened, you know. It happened naturally. He, I went in on his terms. I fought him under his rules. Um, originally, the promise was, I'll fight him his game. He fights me my game. Yeah. I haven't heard of him since. I haven't heard <laughs> from him since. So we'll see what happens. But I would love another go in the boxing arena. Like I, we spoke briefly about it outside. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather is known for his Philly Shale defensive style of fighting. He has, his, he has his right arm tucked in, his left. Sorry, he's an orthodox, so it's the opposite. But he has one arm tucked in at his belly and one arm... Uh, kept up by his ear, and it's, he uses his shoulder to deflect shots. He's a back-footed fighter. He fights on the back foot. That's what I prepared for, because that's what I, I, that's all I had seen of him. My sparring partners were fighters on the back foot, fighters defensive, leaning against the ropes. 
And then when I went into the fight in the early rounds, I was whooping him in the early rounds. It was actually, I went back to my corner after the first round and said, this is easy. I literally said that to my corner, man, this is easy. And then he had to switch up his style. Now, you've got to respect that because that's, yeah. what, that's what a crafty veteran can do. He can yeah. switch up his style. He switched it to that old Mexican boxing style. Yeah. The Mexican boxing style is where you put, put your elbows in tight. The, 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 this uh, knuckle, you put it just above the, the forehead and, and, and connect it and walk forward with heavy pressure he never fought like that in his entire career but he was forced to fight that way because he was getting beaten beaten when he was fighting his old way and the 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 approach caught me off guard i was not prepared for it i was not used to it and he walked me down and ended up getting getting the stoppage the referee i felt could have let the fight go i would have liked him to see the end of the round get my get my breathing back get a little bit more comfortable but I know he's not going to come into my game, but I would love to rematch him under boxing rules again and, and have that knowledge and have, have my sparring partners come forward with that style yeah. also and see where we go. And, I, and yeah. I, believe I, could, I believe I would win. Actually, there I go again with a fake humbleness. Oh, I know I would win. <laughs> that's not that's that's, fucking that's, awesome. Well, it was your longest fight of your career too, right? I mean, yeah, you, were, tw- you were in incredible yeah, shape. Yeah, tw- 30, 22, 22 minutes it was. So that was another... That was another uh, focus on the camp to go from five five minute rounds, which is 20, 25 minutes, to t- uh, 12 three minute rounds, which is 36 minutes. Yeah. Quite a big jump. Yeah. So, my, my, my entire camp was almost to switch my time and my energy and how to develop more stamina and to go. And, you know, it, we didn't get there in the end. I had a 10 week period. And that brings me back to that all in. And that before the Floyd fight, I was a double weight world champion. I'd, I'd done it in, the fight, in, in mixed martial arts. I had done it. I wasn't as committed as I could have been. I, wasn't, I didn't have my team around me. I didn't have my nutritionists, my mm. coaches, my sparring partners. Mm. And then the fight got made. The fight was 10 weeks out. So now I had 10 weeks to adjust from five five-minute rounds to 12 three-minute wow. rounds. Wow. You know, and, but again, thankfully, I have my McGregor Fast program that we, that we have. I said, I truly believe this in this program. It has got the shape I got in in that 10 weeks on that program was insane. It was phenomenal shape. And it was one of the reasons why I got to that tenth round, you know, under that pressure and under that uh, that new experience, an experience that I had not felt before. So I'm very confident now, and my my engine is keep building as long as I keep on it and try and not not slip and and, and keep keep motivated. I think like uh, if you if your lack of commitment is almost an insult to the people who believe in you, and that's what I'm trying to tell myself. I said, there's people in, there's people who believe in me, so. This is what I'm telling myself right now, today. There's people that believe in me, and and me having this half commitment, it's it's, you know, it's, it's going it's against. Not who, the, it's not who the fuck you it's, are. It's not. It's not who the fuck I am. That's it's not right. what my people. It's not That's what the right. people who who believe in me deserve. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to give back to the people who believe in me and and give them that belief, you know, and and prove that belief correct. So that's where we're at now, and let's see where it goes. Let's let's. Yeah. I was talking. I always talk about you know you want to take the fucking island, you burn your boats because if there's a way back, the mind will give you there, right? Yeah. And I heard you say sometime, and I wonder if it's true. You said I'm willing to fucking die in that arena. Is that yes. really your mindset? Yes, it has to be. It has to be. I have what? I have seen a man die in this game. I I was ringside. I cor- I cornered a man who killed a man. I cornered a man who killed a man on Irish soil. The only death in mixed martial arts I- history in Ireland. It was everywhere. And a couple of days after that. It was a couple of days after that, they wanted, the UFC wanted me to fly all over the United States of America to promote the next belt. And I was like, I can't do this. I need to get away and just my head needs to be in, in the correct spot. It's a rootless, rootless game. You have to be willing because you can go in there and when you come out, 
you're a different person. If I could describe it to, to people, it's like entering a car crash. You're going into a car crash. The shins are bare. The feet are bare. You can strike with the elbows, the knees. It's a vicious, vicious game. And you've got to be fully committed and you've got to be willing to go all the way. And that's what I am. And that's what I have been. And that's, a even in, even I'm, I make correct decisions even in there, even in defeat. I know, I know when, when it's, if, if there is an out and it's time to get out, I know, I know when to, to live to fight another day. Yes. You know, so you have to be intelligent in there as well. Otherwise, you won't live to fight another day. Yeah. And that's what happened in my last bout. It did not go my way, but then the fight broke out afterwards. I bounced back in. So tell us about that, because it all happened so fast, and it literally happened right in front of me. What the fuck happened? So his yeah. his his well, he jumped brother? he jumped the he jumped the fence. No, I know, I saw that. He jumped the but fence. What was his? They jumped in, and one guy was punching you. I saw. Him no, 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 no. You I must trying to. So what happened was. The fight was done. The match was done. He climbed over the fence and jumped into the crowd to make yeah. a bit of noise. But as soon as he jumped into the crowd, he cowered away. Yeah. I like to call it scurried away because they're little rats they are. You know, <laughs> be honest. He scurried away. And I, as I, I, I gave my respect. Congrats, you won the match. I'll get, let's see what happens next time. I, I, I'm confident we'll get it again. Let's go again. Humble in defeat. I am humble in victory or defeat. No matter what. It's, it's a sport at the end of the day. I, Gruesome sport, but it's a it's a sport. So I respected. I was defeated on the night. He jumped in and caused this case and went to attack. But really, it was just. What was he trying to do? I don't know exactly. He, he he was trying to just hide away when he jumped in, so he didn't really do anything. But I saw this take place. I got up off the ground. I said, "Okay, now I'm back in the mix." Jumped on top of the cage. As I jumped on top of the cage, his brother That's came right, brother. sprinting across and jumped up on top of the cage also to climb in and help him and, and join the fight. I seen him there. It was like a Christmas present. He was right there. <laughs> oh, I just smacked him right in the eye socket. And we started fighting on top of the cage. It got broken up. We ended up in, in the cage and he was trying to break, get, get past the security. And I was just kind of uh, watching everything. So I'm very self-defense minded. I have been through growing up and I, I, I know where my entrances and my exits are. I know I'm very aware of my surroundings. So when the fight was breaking, breaking out and I knew there was people in and out that there was a lot of rogue people that I wasn't aware who was who, who's with him, who's with security, who's who. Yeah. So I backed myself up against the, ca the, the cage wall where I thought I was good. And what happened was two of his teammates ran yeah, and jumped yeah. over yeah. right behind me. And for me, with my mindset, it was fascinating for me to watch that back because... I, I got to a safe place. I was good. I, I, I got to a place where I was aware and I could see any oncoming threat and deal with it. They came right over my back. Wow. Right over my back. But one of them, the first one, the Chechen man, ran in front of me and went over to the, to, to the brother that got smacked and was like, what happened? I, said, I don't know what he was saying. But then he turned back and saw me. But I'd already saw him. So as he turned back, boom, I smacked him. He wobbled. And as I smacked him and, and, and rocked him, another one jumped in from over the back. And he uh, sly hooked me from, from yeah, the side. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, uh, and then I covered up. That yeah. got separated. And then the final one was the original brother who was on top of the cage. Yeah, yeah. He broke free from the security. Ran at 100 mile an hour towards me. He threw a right hand. As he threw the right hand, I threw a left hand. Boom. And there's an image. An aerial image of the right hand just whipping by me face and my left hand just landing flush down the pipe. The final <laughs> blow of the night. So that's it. So tell me something. Tell me, like, you've become this fucking amazing entrepreneur. You, you're mm. an unbelievable fighter. You know how to 
You know how to get everybody to want to watch. You know how to play psychological warfare. You know how to win. You know how to be humble and defeat and learn and come back and kick yeah. it and nothing mm-hmm. stops yeah. you. Then, but tell me, tell me about the entrepreneur side. Like, where is mm-hmm. that coming from for you? And, and tell us a little about your Irish whiskey, what it means to you, because I know the mm-hmm. name itself has a mm-hmm. deep meaning for you. Yeah, well, my, my whiskey proper twelve, we had we we have had an unprecedented launch. It has it has gone to exactly where I knew it would go. You know, we we ran out of stock. We had a certain amount of liquid. And it was like supposed to do us for the year. I was like, that's not going to do us for the year. We had to, we, I had to ruffle a few feathers and make it happen. And we made it happen. But the launch itself has been unprecedented. Whiskey, Irish whiskey. You know, growing up, my grandfather would always, he, he was, you know, in Ireland, we have master distillers and master drinkers. My grandfather was a master drinker. And he would always instill pride in me of Irish whiskey that we as Irish men and Irish people are the world champions at creating this liquid. George Bernard Shaw said, whiskey is liquid, liquid sunshine. And I, I believe him. It truly, truly is. You've got to respect it, though. No doubt you've got to respect the liquid. But I came up with pride in my nation that we were the greatest whiskey makers, the world champions of whiskey. And Jameson has been an untested, the, un, the untested king of Irish whiskey until now. We've burst onto the scene. I brought awesome. new demographics, demographics with me. The young, you yes. know, and then the old, the old whiskey drinkers, they're trying it as well. And we're continuing to grow the, grow the brand and also grow, grow the blend. It's yes. currently a four-year age liquid that we are aging in, 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 in our barrels. We're going to experiment, put the liquid in different barrels, wait till it gets to six years, eight years, 12 years. You wow. know, when I, when I first entered the whiskey business, the business itself, I used to, after each fight, I used to have a tradition with Mr. Lorenzo Fertitta, the former owner of yes, the UFC. UFC, yeah. We would toast a whiskey after every fight, and it became synonymous in the fight game. And, and, and at that time, I started getting approached by whiskey companies to do adverts and things like that. I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to go in onto that field with the so shovel that, myself. Where, where does that come from, that you want your own whiskey company as opposed like most guys would be having to do an endorsement? <laughs> because like, I, you want, the, you want my grandfather, it, was, it was instilled in me. It was instilled yeah, in me. Yeah, Never, yeah. You know, we, we are the world champions. I can do this. If they can do it, I can do it. That's I want to awesome. learn about it, study about it. And that's it. I have acreage now where we have crops of barley. Barley is the main ingredient in my... In my uh, in my proper 12, in my yeah, whiskey. Yeah. We take the barley and we bring it down to uh, the distillery in, in Antrim. Antrim's a lovely, a lovely area of Ireland, on the island of Ireland. The finest spring water, the f- beautiful soil. It's a 77-acre plot of land. It's the oldest whiskey distillery on the land. I saw, we sourced that. Like It was a dream to, to, to get that distillery and have that distillery create the whiskey, create it there. And we have created an, ama- an amazing liquid. We are dominating, dominating Jameson in the sales category as we speak. So let's keep going. And that's it. I'm, I'm only at the beginning. <laughs> you know, most people, you know, you get so much press for Notorious, which is great. Mm. It's part of your brand. But you're a fucking giver, man. That's one mm. of the reasons I wanted to meet you, yeah. too, because I, I know you're the real fucking mm. thing. And then tell people about what you do with the hospitals mm. there. And I know I've seen the yeah. things you've done online for kids. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. just, you're like, people don't know that yeah. side of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like uh, in, in Dublin 12, proper, like I said, Proper 12 is the name. Dublin 12 is where I come from. The largest children's hospital in the country is in Dublin 12. So everyone in Ireland has, ha- has a relationship with Dublin 12. It's only a small area, but we all have a relationship with it. So I have donated uh, to that hospital many times. My son has vis- visited there. I flew to New York for a dinner and we raised close to a million for the hospital as well. Wow. You know, I spoke in front of the crowd. Cra- awesome. uh, with a, with a crowd. I know you've been helping the homeless there too. Yeah, well, I've helped the, hom- I've, I've helped the homeless charities, of course. I've also donated to um, 
the, the Coombe, which is the maternity hospital, yeah. where my son and my daughter were born. I donated oh, money there. The treatment beautiful. they gave me, the treat. I was actually inspired by the nurses and, and the midwives and the work that they put in. I wanted to give back to them. Yeah. And, and, and we've done that. Now, currently, with my whiskey... We have a we have a program where we're we're with each case sold in each district it's sold in we we give back five dollars off of each case to the first responders uh, to the first responders in that district. That's uh, awesome. Why it's, it's up to one million. The first responders. You know they're, right, they they're the ones that come, they're they're the, they're the ones that need backing. They're the ones that support us. You know they're the ones that burst into buildings when we need them. When everyone's running out, they're running in. I wanted to give back. I have a history with with, with, the, with the children's hospital and with the hospitals. I have seen it firsthand. The firemen, the firemen, like imagine imagine sprinting up a stairs and there's flames everywhere. You don't know nothing. What's going to happen? What's through the door? You know that these are heroic people. These yes. are people that go through traumatic, see traumatic things and and and, and, and do it to save us and help us and I wanted to give back and you know what better way than with my whiskey and with my donation and and it's been Love it's it. been it's been phenomenal it's been received very well and it's a great feeling I'm very happy and proud to do it, it should be so it's beautiful yeah one of the things I love about you, too, is like people look at someone who's extraordinary and they assume that it's just like a gift that shows up. And they don't realize some beings rewarded in public for the shit they've done in private over and over again. And you have incredible discipline. But I read somewhere. Like, see, you, cool. yeah, I don't even know where you heard about the, the, the homeless things. Or even because I could, No, I know. That's one yeah, thing I was going to say about you. Yeah, do you do your you research. Yeah, do your research. Good man. But <laughs> yeah, I've said But, but also, about... what I loved about you is you don't always tell people. Like, yeah. I know you went to one of the places. And the only reason anybody mm. knows you was there is somebody you knew had their child there. Mm. And so I was like, I was touched by that it's mm. like shit you're the biggest promoter in the world yeah. you weren't fucking promoting yeah. you're just there to yeah. help yeah and, and people don't know yes, that about yes. you yes yeah and I have I, like I go home now I'm, I'm eager to get home to my island as well to the island of Ireland I have many great things planned I'm going to visit the boxing club in Dublin 12 um, I, I'm going to visit my gym in uh, SVG Nace as well I'm going to put on shows for the people and meet people because I think it's easy look we're all we're all powerful people here as well it's easy for a rich man to throw money around and that's not it's, it needs not, to be more than that. This, yeah. Exactly. I need to be in the flesh, and I want to be in the flesh. I want to yeah. give back. I want to give time more than more than I want to give money. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's more powerful. Has more holds more power and more insp presence inspires exactly. people. Exactly, and that's people. that's that's something again. As I'm, I, I've learned as I'm as I'm getting older, it's just commit time. Time is yeah, you're, is, you're is more valuable than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me something, though. I read a quote. I'm, I'm not paraphrasing it right, but the essence you said, it's all fucking practice. It's all <laughs> discipline. Tell us what do you think has really made you successful? Because people look at a guy like you and he goes, he's so gifted. You are gifted, mm. but you've developed your fucking gifts. But tell us, what's the essence of what makes that success happen? The same way, the same essence in any hard work, it's, or in any success, it's hard work. Yeah. That's it. Hard fucking work. You put it in, you believe in it, you will succeed. And that's it. I am living proof. If you want to look at a man who has clawed his way, fought with every ounce of his being to get to where he is, you're looking at him right here. So that's what I have done. That's beautiful.